All right. Week 7. Episode 7. I'm really happy that I learned a lesson about checking equipment just now. Because I went to move these watches. Make a long story short. There's watches in my room. Star Wars watches. They're collector's items. Excuse me. They're in boxes. Never been worn. Plastic still on them. Somehow... Uh, I set an alarm on one of them when I received them. Don't know how to turn it off. Don't really care enough to bother. But they went off in an episode before while I was recording. So, I swear to God, I talk all day long. No problems. I turn the podcast on. Frog in my throat. Comes out of the fucking pond. Jumps in my throat. Frog in my throat. All day. Been talking. No problems. Get on here. Now I gotta clear my throat every five seconds. Ridiculous. Sorry about that. Anyways, took the watches, putting them in a a different room, right? Kicked the charger connected to my laptop, ripped cords flying everywhere, looked like an alien film, things flying at me, trying to grab me. I I made it out to the hallway, secured the watches to the location. I came back, started to record the podcast, ensuring that there would be no watch beeps or alarms in the background, only to notice that like my microphone didn't seem to be picking up what I was saying but it did but it looked really weird then I noticed it was the laptop's microphone and I'm really glad that I noticed that because if not I would have been talking forever and nothing would have been picked up or recorded and it would have just been like last week a very bad podcast episode that I'm surprised people listen to so thank you I felt really bad about that last week so I made sure to uh pick up the pace on my preparations this week and, uh, yeah, got some things to talk about. We'll throw my opinions into the public squares of debates. And uh, I want to start this off by saying I'm concerned. We have a new player in the mystery downloads. Um, probably the most concerning of all. Uh, this one is coming from uh, Moscow, Russia. I've never been to Russia. I have no plans to go to Russia. I don't think I've ever had plans to go to Russia. And I am i don't know if I'm concerned or, like, I guess I should be happy that the podcast is international. We're in a couple different countries overseas now uh, for reasons I don't really know why. But we are. Um, Dublin I was cool with. Brussels, Belgium I was cool with. Moscow, a little worried. Wh- why? What are y'all listening for, huh? Why are you listening? <laughs> um, yeah, that one's concerning me, but I guess we'll find out, bro. Uh, yeah, so mystery downloads, they're one of my favorite things to keep uh, an eye out for. It seems like I get a new gem. Every every week, I seem to get a new location. Uh, I think, like, Texas popped up the other week. So, that's... It's concerning, like I said. I've never been to Russia. Russia and America, not a great history. Um, yeah, you know, I use Audacity to record the podcast. I heard that, like, Russians own it or something. Maybe. Maybe I'm lying and I, you know, heard something wrong. Who knows? But, you know, we're in another country, so mark that up on the boards, whoever's keeping chart of that. It's not me, but, yeah, we're in another country, boys. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, last week, I told you guys I was going to go nerd out. I was going to go on a nerd hunt to uh, this comic book thing. So I woke up, 
uh, last Saturday at six and like quarter till six. Um, got in my mom's car and we drove up to this place and it was like, I grew up in a small town in Kentucky with not a lot there. Man, this took me back. There was nothing and <laughs> bro, I remember we got there and I woke up and it started at nine and I wanted to get there early cause you know, it's first come first serve and the way it was set up, they just had these tents and like. One tent was like, basically you get a box and you pay either $55 for one box or you can fill two boxes for a hundred of 50 cent comics. So they have these comic books in boxes marked 50 cent comics. So you basically just get to go through there and you get to fill up these boxes. Then they had like the big boy boxes that I couldn't afford, which were $2 comics and $3 comics. And man, those were like $250 to $400, $500. So... We get there, like, early. Like, I don't see anybody else there besides people working. So we were, like, the first people there. And my mom asked, like, the dude, like, where's the closest place, to, like, to go to the bathroom? And he goes, oh, there really ain't one around here. But, like, <laughs> we we got one in the back. And there was, like, this, like, I think it was, like, a, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. I don't know what he called it. It's, like, a studio apartment, but, like. I guess a small house slash shed thing it is like a bathroom and has a small kitchen and then like a place to sleep. Basically it was like a, a guest home. I don't know, bro, but it was so funny the way he said it. And we're just in the middle of the sticks, a bunch of mosquitoes out in the morning. And finally we go up there and man, it was awesome, bro. I've been to like a lot of comic book stores, but like generally when you go to like a comic shop, you have, like, you know, a set amount, like, you're not balling, you know, you're just going to browse, you can find a couple issues, like, generally, when you go to a comic book store, you're finding most of the comics there are a couple bucks, two, three bucks, then there are, like, then they're gonna have their nice ones on the wall that are, you know, anywhere from, like, shit, a good, like, nice issue of a comic might run you, like, 10, 15 bucks all the way up to, like, you know, hundreds to thousands like it, it gets crazy but like you can get like a good like good cool like comic book with some cool art or like a cool edition or a first appearance maybe you can get some of those for like 20 bucks um but when you go there to like a comic book store they only have what they have there and you know you can go browse like per section this was not like that this was, give me $100, take these two big-ass boxes. Like, bro, I probably got 300 comic books for $100. And, man, like, the difference between going to a comic book store with, like, a budget and having two boxes <laughs> to just go wild with, it was real cool, man. I grabbed a lot of comics I would never buy just because, like, I don't know them. I don't know if I like them. But when you're not paying... Like, when you're buying in bulk and, like, when it comes out to 30 cents a comic book, like, what's it matter, bro? So, I bought, like, a lot of cool ones I'd never seen, a lot of indie comics. Um, and it was awesome, man. Um, my mom ended up helping me look eventually, too, which was real cool because the other, like, the day before, she was telling me she might just stay in the car or whatever. And I get it. Like, you know, she's not into comic books, but... You know, she ended up coming up there and helped me find, like, a lot of stuff I was looking for. And, you know, she ended up getting excited if she would find something that I liked. And it was a cool experience, bro. But 
Yeah, man. It was like a kid in a candy store. Even better than that, bro. It's like a nerd in a comic book shop, literally. Like, I was just going crazy, man. But I got a lot of cool stuff. I, I even found that I got... Man, I probably got... I don't know. 10 or 12, like, first editions. I got probably, like, 5 or 6, like, near mint, like, verified comics that were, like, a steal. And then I got probably, like, 8, like... Uh, copies uh, like I grabbed two books that I like I guess I just thought looked so cool I didn't know I already had one but that's cool I can go trade them in at the like my local comic store and uh, they had some pop figures there and then man I, I bought a lot of Constantine comics if you guys don't know Constantine Hellblazer he's like a magician but he changed smokes cigarettes and he's like kind of a piece of shit like he'll fucking pickpocket you and like leave you in a trance like with a magic spell uh, yeah, like, super dickhead, but he's, like, <laughs> he's really funny, and, uh, just, like, real edgy, like, old school, like, uh, like, British punk, you know, like, trench coat, boots, uh, chain smoking cigarettes, yeah, it's a whole vibe, but I found a lot of those comics from the 80s, which were really cool, and I found, like, some newer ones, and then I bought this, like, mystery pack, it was like 13 bucks and had six first issues. Only one of them was good, but it was a Batman All-Star Rebirth first edition. And I really like a lot of the DC Rebirth stuff. So like a, a, a lot of what I looked for there. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of Marvel, a lot of DC, a lot of indie. Um, but something I noticed while I was there that like... I, like, I kind of sense it a lot, because, like, I don't really like being in crowds of people. I listen to other people too much, and I tend to overthink. But, you know, we're standing there, and we're waiting for them to open up. Some of these people are more nerdy than me, and they have their own boxes that they've brought. Which, like, doesn't seem to be a problem. But, like, you know, me and my mom are standing there just, like, hanging out. I'm thankful just to be at an event like this, and, you know, get to see a lot of cool stuff that I normally wouldn't see, and you know, get a, a really good deal that you normally don't get. Like, they only do this once a year. There's tons of boxes to look through. If I really took my time, which next year I might, excuse me, um, next year I might, you know, take my time and really dive into each box, go in with a set idea more of what I'm looking for. Instead of this time, I was just like, I had no expectations going in because I didn't want to be disappointed. It was super cool. And, um, like I said, I stand there with my mom, and I'm listening to these other people, and there's this guy, bro, and he's got his own box, and he's, like, talking to his two friends that he bought, and, like, none of these, nobody's cool here, bro, like, we all traveled whatever amount to come look at comic books, we all came to be fucking little kids, and look at these, you know, pieces of paper with drawings on them, like, let's be real, like, none of us are cool here, bro, like, nobody's... Gary V, like, even if he's here, he's a fucking, like, he's a nerd, you know what I'm saying? We're all nerds here, so relax. This dude is planning out, like, fucking Alexander the Great, strategies of war, conquering this fucking comic book convention. And he's like, alright, bro, I'm gonna go hit up the $2 tent first, y'all go to this side, and then you, you should go over to this side. And they're all, like, strategizing of, like, what section they're gonna tackle first. And... Man, I end up seeing these same people, like, it took me, like, an hour and ten minutes to fill up the first box, and then probably another hour to fill up the second box, and, like, within those two hours, bro, I've seen these same people, like, just 
it didn't even look like they were having fun, man. And like, if you're out here to hustle and get your money, like, whatever, respect, get your paper. But like, man, if you come to this event and you're scanning each comic book to see how much it's worth and trying to identify like what the, like, you can't grade a comic book. Some of these didn't even have bags and boards. Some of them were scratched in a bag and board. Some of them were like verified from other comic book shops. So like, if you're trying to scan all these comic books to make a profit, bro, I just think it's real fucking scummy to do it in front of these people's faces. Because, like, this was an old dude who was super nice. Like, he does it at his house. You could hear his dogs, like, barking and whatnot. It's a real chill environment. And, like, I don't... I would say it's disrespectful, but, like, I'm, I don't know if I should call these people out. But, like, I don't know, bro. For me, as, like, a nerd and somebody who just went there to have a good time, see a lot of cool comic books, see a lot of stuff I couldn't afford or... Maybe couldn't buy. Like, there's no way I afford all those comic books if they're in a comic book store, bro. Like, a lot of these comic books, even at raw value, are at least a dollar or two. So, I mean, if I bought 300 for for $100, it's $0.30 cents a piece. So, like, I, if anything, like, this didn't hurt my collection. If anything, it added value to my collection. I don't get into comics to resell them. Like, do I have some comics that are worth some money? Sure. Would I ever sell them? Probably not. I think they're too cool to sell or I like them too much or... I guess I'll pass them on and somebody else can sell them, I guess. But I'm not doing it, you know. I'm I'm keeping them. God damn it. <laughs> but I just thought it was real scummy if you show up to this event and you just scan each comic book to see what the monetary value of it is. You know, when I buy a comic book, I'm not always necessarily thinking, you know, is this going to be worth fucking hundreds of dollars in 20 years? Like... I don't really look at it like that. Like, I have a 1977 Star Wars first edition. It's a second print. It doesn't have white pages. It's kind of scratched up. It's probably not worth a lot of money. They had one there that was the same, and it was in better shape. It's probably worth $120. It was right behind the register, like, at this convention. And I looked at that, and I just thought it was so cool that I have one of those books. Like, it might not be as good. It might not be in the same condition or near the same monetary value, but I have one of those books, bro. And the longer time goes on, the more rare that book gets. It's not about the value in, like, monetary sense. It's about, like, the rarity of just, I have a piece of history, bro. All the lightsabers are red in this book. It looks stupid, bro. They didn't even, like, they don't even have different colors. Like, every lightsaber is red. It looks kind of dorky when you think about, like, the grandiose of fucking Star Wars and the multi-million dollar Disney bullshit spinoffs they have now, you know? I'm not going to say all of them. The Mandalorian is cool. Talking about the, the movies. I didn't like the last three movies. But that's a different rant. We're talking about comic books. But yeah, man. I thought those people were really whack. And they kind of killed my vibe a little bit. But, you know, if you go to a convention like that, I don't know. Don't be that person, I guess. Like, it's just, I don't know. Don't do it right there. I don't know. If I ever threw an event like that, I would make that a rule. Like, if you're here to make money, that's cool. But, like, I'd have people in the aisles. Like, you can't be looking up prices while you pull them out. You either need to... I'd be more impressed if you have the knowledge to come in here and rob me. That's... I'm cool with that. Because that shows you're so much of a nerd that you know the prices. Or you're so dedicated to getting your money that you know the prices. If you don't already have the knowledge, I don't think you should be allowed to look up... Because it's, like, cheap, bro. It's either, like, you know, maybe some kid would have found that. You know, some 16-year-old just started his collection. And maybe that really would have made him love comics even more to know he found some rare comic at this event. 
for such a good price. But instead, you got these fucking 50-year-old motherfuckers with their fucking Amazon fucking accounts out. Like, how much is this edition worth? Oh, I don't know, man. It's like, oh, yeah, are you going to grade this comic book right here, you loser? Like, no, you fucking can't. And grading's a scam anyway, so fuck all that shit, bro. (laughs) I actually picked up this comic book, and the cover is like, it looks like the comic book's in a graded case, but it's just the cover, and it's like making fun of grading comic books. It's kind of meta. It was like one of my favorite ones I found. But yeah, man, my mom found me a fucking James Bond first edition hiding in there. I didn't even know James Bond had comic books, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So I got some cool shit, man. It was a good time. And afterwards, uh, while we were driving back, uh, we went like through Orlando and we stopped at Portillo's. We never had Portillo's. Shout out anybody living up in the Chicagoland area. Portillo's is fucking amazing. It's a great restaurant. This one... um, I can't give it as high as a praise, not just because it's not in Chicago, but, like, the Portillo's in Chicago that, like, I used to travel to, like, with my mom, it was, like, a, it was a big part of, like, um, like, where she lived, like, growing up in Chicago and whatnot, and, um, when you would go, it's just, like, a American restaurant, they get, like, beef sandwiches, hot dogs, Polish sausages, Chocolate cake, all kinds of good shit, cheese fries, uh, chicken, all kinds of good shit, bro. All kinds of good shit. And, um, yeah, man. But the whole aesthetic was like 1920s Prohibition Chicago, like speakeasy, Al Capone, Untouchables type shit, bro. And they had like jazz playing and they'd have like a Model T hanging above and they got all these pictures of Al Capone and you know, like I said, Prohibition, fucking Elliot Ness and all these people, bro. It was like a cool vibe. This one was a little different. It was like a, it looked more like a diner, which is cool. I fucking love diners, but it was too bright and red, man. I, it was like, I like the more like speakeasy vibe. It was, I don't know. They got like cooler hats and shit, like the old like Peaky Blinders hats and they're all wearing like I don't know. It just looked cooler, bro. It felt way cooler, bro. And I liked hearing the jazz music and stuff. But the diner one was cool. It was a little too red and black for my opinion. I need more. I don't know. I like some neon colors. I need some, you know, some pastels or something in there. I can't just have black, red, and white. It's cool, but it's played out at this point. Um, In other news, um, I'm going to take it to another personal topic following a personal adventure. A good time. (laughs) Go to somewhat of a bad time. Um, As some of you might know, if you've been listening to the podcast, if you're an avid listener, if you're a fan, I appreciate you. You would know I was working at a Dollar Tree, you know? You know, Dave was, you know, getting into arguments with customers and spotting Karens out in their natural habitat, you know, dealing with stupidity. But, sadly... I've been blacklisted from Dollar Tree. Yes, you heard me correct. I've been blacklisted from Dollar Tree. Now, this is like up in the air, I found out. But I was threatened with being blacklisted from Dollar Tree. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but it sounds cool when I hear a lot of celebrities say it when they talk about like Twitter and Facebook and their political views or whatever. But this has nothing to do with politics, baby. This this has to do with like courtesy, I guess. But I don't think it's a courtesy. Let me break this down. I've been listening to some Russell Brand. If you don't know Russell Brand, he's an actor. 
used to be uh like playboy uh drug addict basically like slept with every actress uh pissed on every uh, expensive couch in every club you could think of you know real talented guy i like him but he's got a podcast um he gets a little hippie for me sometimes like a little too fucking hippie where i get what he's saying but it's like yo relax buddy i get you don't do drugs anymore and you have to do yoga to feel enlightened I get it. Just relax a little bit. I I was following you till you get into this. We are everybody. Everyone is us. Be your true self. I get all that, but it just sounds bad when you say it like that. But he was talking about like corporations and like how there's a worker shortage in America. You know, people aren't happy with their jobs after you know COVID hit and people realize you could work from home. A lot of people don't want to go back out and do a lot of these jobs. They're happier. They're spending more time with their families. They're you know, maybe they're just happier, you know, being in a different environment, working on their own and not being subject to work with people they don't like and play these social fucking games. Like I've worked in an office, uh, like a, a serious office and, you know, basically Dollar Tree threatened to blacklist me because I put in a notice. It was a short one. It was like a day. I told him I'd be done after this, <laughs> after my shift. But a notice, nonetheless. I could have no-called, no-show, left them high and dry, like 90% of my generation, because most of you are fucking pieces of shit, and you have no fucking idea. But, um, yeah, a lot of people my age piss me off, because I work with a lot of y'all my age, and y'all fucking call in and call out and go to this and go to that every fucking, every other weekend. But that's neither here nor there. I'm sure I'm going to make somebody angry with this. I work 80 hours a week. Good for you, all right? Well, listen, I told him I was done at the end of the week. <laughs> I told him I was done at the, at the end of the night because I got a new job. It's a better job. Pay raise, more hours. This job was only giving me 20 hours a week, bro. There's people on the schedule with five hours, nine hours. What are you doing? Why do you even have a job, bro? You could make more, like, uh, probably taking internet surveys throughout the week than if you fucking work five hours at a dollar. What are you making, 50 bucks? Dude, like, 50 bucks? What does it even do? And it's getting taxed. 50, that 50 bucks is getting taxed. So you're walking out with, like, what, $42 and some change? Like, what do you do this for? Your gas money to go to work? <laughs> like, it's crazy, right? So I tell him, like, yo, um, I'm sorry to do this, but I'm going to finish out my shift tonight, and then, you know, I'm going to be done. And they go, what do you mean? I was like, like, um, you know, I got a new job. They need me to start tomorrow. I'm going to have to quit, unfortunately. And uh, I didn't want to leave you high and dry. I figured I'd come in and work this shift, you know. And then I'll give you guys, you know, at least tomorrow to cover it. <laughs> so he tells me it's no problem, gives me a register. I go up there, right? <laughs> so he comes back, right? And he tells me, and he goes, hey, um, I just want to let you know, um, you know, you should have gave us a little notice. That you were gonna, you know, you're gonna leave like that. And I go, yeah, sorry, man. Like, you know, I, it just kind of happened, you know, like, you know, uh, I was presented the opportunity and, you know, I had to jump. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, you know, you could have, like, told our manager, you know, uh, you could have told her, you know, maybe, you know, you were looking for a job. Like, hey, I'm looking for something else. You know, I might, might be leaving any day now. Just, you know, she had some heads up. And I just look at him, I'm like, yeah, you know, sorry. And he goes, well, you know, 
you can never be hired at a Dollar Tree again. And I was like, wait, what? He goes, yeah. You know, you didn't leave us any notice. You're just kind of quitting like that. You can never get hired here again. And I just went, oh, okay, well, I'm still leaving. So I'll I'll be done at nine. <laughs> we'll see you later. And he's like, well, you know, if things don't work out, I just want you to know that. I was like, yeah, I, I got to start tomorrow, buddy. Like, I'm out. So opportunity costs, my man. And fucking that makes me think about, like, us as people, citizens, you know, cogs in the machine. I didn't know what is that what you say? Cogs in a machine? That'll work. You know, assets to the community, you know. We we work for these corporations. This corporation, Dollar Tree, for example. I have beef with you now, Dollar Tree. I, I support you, but I have beef with this ideology of yours. So let's break this down. Dollar Tree hired me with the assumption that I would be full-time. Uh, then they told me it would be part-time. So part-time to me was like 30 hours a week. That's part-time. Like, that's part of the time. Part-time to them is like 16 to 20 hours a week, which is like ridiculous. And they pay bi-weekly, bro. It's ridiculous, bro. It's absolutely horrendous, right? So... Let's see. I need more hours. I consistently ask for more hours. I get told that we'll schedule more hours for somebody else and then we'll take it away and we'll write it in on your schedule. That never happened. Then I got told, oh, don't worry. It's holiday season. We're going to have more hours coming up. We're going to be open later. I was told that I would get more hours then. Then two more managers after that, two different managers on different shifts unasked like unprovoked i should say to sound more fancy um unprovoked they tell me that no that's not true if you start at like five o'clock you'll just come in at six o'clock instead so it's the same shift it's just moved back an hour so this mythical extra hour is now poof it's like that chocolate bar it's gone but it's not like it's an extra hour it's there but it's not you didn't get it it's somebody else got it or they divvied it up I don't know how, but yeah. So then I asked to pick up more shifts. Can you call me when somebody doesn't come in? Nothing, bro. And then they call me and it's like an hour before they need me to come in. I'm like, well, I'm in Orlando. Like I'm at my brother's house. I'm out to dinner with my family. Like I, you didn't call me all goddamn day. You can't expect me to come in an hour before you want me to work at like five o'clock at night. It's ridiculous. So this corporation... It doesn't take into account that I never missed a shift. I never clocked in late. I got in trouble one time because I supposed to take a 10 to 12 minute break and I took a nine minute break and I was told that's a problem. I need to take 10 minute breaks. Um, I would offer to do extra work while a lot of these cashiers at Dollar Tree just hang out at the registers and like are on Snapchat and they just stand around or they eat like six Reese's cups like who knows but they're not working they're not cleaning they're not doing anything I can't do that I wanted to walk around do something whatever right so they don't take any of that into account on whether they would hire you again in this company they don't take into account any of that shit or the fact that they cut my hours consistently each week down to like I'm working four days a week five hours a day it's ridiculous man so they won't take any of that into account. 
But how dare you as a person go out and find a better opportunity, secure that opportunity with a higher pay, starting out a higher pay, uh, more hours, benefits, vacation time, uh, 401k shit, like, you know, there's a lot of options, a lot of shit to move, like a lot of locations, a lot of, a lot of ways to move up in this new company. How dare you? Like, we're not going to try to keep you. We're not going to try to say that we're better. We're not going to try to address, well, well, how can we make it? We're not going to do any of that. What we're going to tell you is that if you leave, you're never fucking welcome back. And you know what? Fuck you. I don't want to come back. Fucking blacklist me. Don't ever fucking hire me again. Fucking put unhirable, no notice, piece of shit. But, you know, whatever, bro. I fucking... Like I said in the last podcast, when we were talking about Travis Scott and these fucking celebrities, same goes for these fucking corporations. You deserve better. If you work at Dollar Tree and you're not a manager, I suggest you fucking find something else. Because if it's in fucking Florida where I live, you're never getting anywhere close to 40 hours a week. You're not even sniffing 30, bro. Dead ass. You're not even sniffing 30 unless you're a manager. So if you work at a Dollar Tree... Uh, I suggest you fucking hop ship because that shit's whack. And, um, yeah, bro, they only pay minimum wage, bro. You can go get that anywhere. And I guarantee you, you can go find something that's better than minimum wage in like a week. I didn't even look that hard. So, yeah, fuck Dollar Tree, blacklist me, whatever. I'm not welcome back. I'm still going to shop there, though. <laughs> Hell yeah, boy. I'm fucking frugal as fuck, dog. You think I'm not shopping at a Dollar Tree? They got many locations. I'm just not going back to that one, homie. Hell yeah, bro. Still still gonna fucking shop there, but yeah, fuck you, Dollar Tree. I hope I hope you hear this eventually. Hope somebody sends this shit to your ass on Twitter or something. Man. Speaking of social media, YouTube. What's what's going on? Taking away dislikes. Now, I've heard a lot of takes on this. It's been about a week. I I like wanted to talk about this last week, but it happened the same day I recorded the podcast and I was not in a good state of mind or <laughs> fucking prepared for anything. I had just woken up, had dogs dogs barking at me. I had to go to Dollar Tree later that day. All all types of stuff, right? But I was thinking about this. And like I said, I've, I've had a week to simmer on this and uh, wrestle with my ideas and uh, see who comes out on top. And then I've had some chance uh, chances to look at like what the what the Ethernet has to say about it, right? And in the ether sphere, um, you know, a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, it's soft. This is like soft culture." I disagree. I think it's more like the people saying this protects corporations. I don't like. I don't know how much you keep up with like stupid internet videos. I don't like to make this, uh, I don't want to make this podcast political. I don't like to talk about politics. What I'm about to bring up, all I'm going to say about it is there's a video made with the vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, and it was a bunch of little kids and they were paid actors (laughs) and it got like overwhelmingly disliked. I'm not going to talk about anything politically related. All I'm going to say is I find it funny that that video came out. It was like paid for. They had children actors in it. It was paid for and pushed onto like this social media platform. 
YouTube. It was pushed out there, and people said, God damn, this is bad. We don't like it. This is shit. This is bad. They already disabled the comments originally, but now that's not good enough. Not only can we just, we don't want to see your stupid memes. We don't want to hear you troll us. We don't want to see your fucking conspiracy theories. We don't want to hear you fucking Karens or Darens. We don't, we don't want to see that shit. We're turning the comments off. That's not good enough. Now they're like, listen, we don't want people to know that people don't like this video. So even if a million people dislike it, we're going to make it so no one can see. But don't worry. The content creator will see it. And the content creator will know that you don't like it. So, like, it makes the button useless. Like, this is kind of PewDiePie's take on it. If, like, they did, YouTube did independent research showing if they took away the number of dislikes next to the dislike button, people tend not to use the button as much. Well, yeah, because, like, if you take away, like, the function of the button, why would you... What's the point? But, on the other sense, you got these fucking losers out here being like, Oh, yeah, well, if they take the dislike button away, you won't be able to see that people don't like the video at first glance, and then you'll waste time watching a video that you didn't even like, but if the like buttons was there, then you know you didn't... Shut up, you know? Shut the fuck up. If you've never watched a video for like three to five minutes and been like, wow, this is a giant waste of time, fucking, I can't relate to you. Because one, you got nothing but time, bro. If you're looking up a video on how to do something, you got time, bro. You have nothing but time. You know what else you don't have? A fucking buddy or a, (laughs) this one's going to sting, but don't worry, I'm with you. Or a dad or a fucking positive male role model to help you do this task or whatever the fuck you're trying to do. You don't have anybody to help you. And you got nothing but time to watch these videos. So, like, fuck this shit about, like, oh, people are going to get scammed. If you take away the video, they'll get scammed. They won't know that people are overwhelmingly displeased with this. Listen, bro. People are going to be overwhelmingly displeased anywhere on the internet, bro. So don't tell me this bullshit about taking away a button. is going to be... Oh, fucking God. Have you seen Twitter, bro? People created a fucking... Uh, middle school math equation to fucking ratio your tweets to let you know if it was dog shit or not. It seems like people want to know who dislikes their shit or who doesn't like it, right? So if there's not a feature to dislike it, they just don't like it. So then people made a fucking uh, algebraic equation to figure out the fucking social fucking currency they get from their fucking tweet. So all their fucking serotonins and dopamines can have a fucking rave in their brain for 30 seconds until, I don't know, they fucking take a step back from their phone and they realize that all they fucking have is a bunch of fucking empty fucking Marlboro Red Packs and empty iced coffees everywhere. Yeah, that fucking hurt. Somebody out there is like, Dave, why are you fucking calling me out? Well, put the cigarettes down, bud. They're bad. (laughs) But yeah, man, it's crazy to me. Instead of like... You'd think, like, the more we advance, we'd want to be more transparent. We'd want to be more connected with these things. We'd want to know more and be able to identify problems so they don't reoccur. And um, so you can see other people's opinions. It's like it's like science in the work. You can see somebody else's ideas and their thought process. Sometimes, bro, I'd be watching a video and going to the comments before I'm even halfway through the video on YouTube sometimes because sometimes it's that interacting where like I'm already eager to see other people's opinions like while I'm watching it because it might give me a different way of viewing this 
piece of content that I might not have done until the end. And, you know, sometimes it's refreshing. And I don't know. Sometimes it's... I don't know, bro. It's more or less the fact of, like, if you take something away and you try to hide it, like, it doesn't make it a good... Like, trying to hide the number of dislikes on a video, whether it's, like, harassment or whatnot or whatever, like... Like, they're trying to say that, like, even if they, like, you know, mass dislike this video for any content creator, most of these content creators this happened to where they get canceled, they have such a cult following anyway that they're usually fine. So, like, yeah, fucking four or five videos on their social blade might take a giant fucking dislike hit. But at the end of the day, bro, the the next fucking four days, they're going to have so many fucking views after this controversy and the algorithm and all this bullshit, bro. Even that dislike shit... So many people are going to a video to dislike it is still going to bump them in the algorithm. So it's like, this is ridiculous anyway. But it's like, to take that away, I think, just kind of sucks, bro. It makes you feel like your voice isn't really heard. Uh, it makes you feel like, even if you uh, speak your mind, that like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll, it's like the fucking, it's just like a typical fucking, like, it's like an AI robot. Like, oh thanks, we'll take that into consideration. And we're going to make sure nobody else, like, we're going to make sure none of y'all know all y'all don't like this shit together. That way, you know, everybody might just think it's them. Maybe I just don't like this. Like, no, a lot of people don't fucking like it, but they're not letting people know. But I'm not trying to get all grandiose conspiracy. At the end of the day, it's fucking button on a fucking website. YouTube used to be, what, like a star rating system anyway. So, like, who gives a shit, man? In like 10 years, this shit's going to be all completely different anyway. And nobody's even fucking only 2020 kids remember when YouTube had dislike, you know, some fucking bullshit ass memes, bro. It's all going to be a meme eventually. Just like it already is. Like speaking of YouTube, I don't know if any of y'all watch uh, Moist Critical, uh, you know, Charlie. Uh, um, but uh, he's talking about Mr. Beast and how he got a bunch of hate on Twitter. For making like these Squid Games videos. And all these people are like. Oh imagine taking all this wealth. And uh, you know. Using it to do this. Instead of like helping people. And I'm not going to like reiterate that whole video. It's a good video if you want to watch it. It's a few days old. But it's out there. It's still fresh. It's a hot take. But like what I was thinking about while I was watching that video. Is like. Like. I think the biggest problem like, I tend to see is, like, everybody wants to be, like, mad about, like, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and all these celebrities and whatnot, and they, you know, I think it's, like, a good thing that people are starting to want, like, people to use their, you know, big amounts of wealth to help other people and communities. Like, I think that's a good thing that, like, people are starting to have that idea, right? But, like, the bad thing that's come with that is, like, everybody just wants, like, these fucking rich motherfuckers to do it for them. When it's, like, and I'm guilty of this, too. Like, everything I'm about to say, I'm not trying to preach to y'all and be hypocritical. Like, these are just my ideas I have. So, like, I'm not trying to, like, shit all over people. Although, I fucking love to shit all over people, bro. It's fucking fun as shit, bro. Because I do a lot of stupid shit, too. So, I know people will fucking make fun of me, too. But it's, like... All these fucking people on Twitter, bro. All you motherfuckers like mad at Jeff Bezos and Scrooge McDuck and your fucking brain that you think this fucking big villainous, you know, millionaire sitting on a bag of money, you know, smoking a cigar, burning $100 bills for fun. Like, 
laughing at rich people from their fucking house. Like, yeah, bro, some of them are fucking fucked up and sadistic and, you know, they're out of touch with reality. But, like, dude, at the end of the day, like, if you're screaming at Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos to fix every problem in the world, what problem have you fixed in your community, bro? Like, anyone out there that's bitching like that, if you're listening to me or you hold those views of, like, oh, I, like, you know... Even if you even if you think they should be taxed, or even if you just think they should do it out of the kindness of their heart, or you think it should be legal or moral standpoint, whatever your standpoint is, if you really feel that way, like when's the last time you donated some food, bruh? Like when's the last time you fucking helped somebody out? Like I guess without even fucking that you don't know, and not even like a homeless person. I'm like when when's the last time you've donated your time to go help somebody, or like? Like I said, even donated to a food drive or volunteered your time or picked up trash. Fucking, I don't know, did some sort of like, I don't want to say activism because like fucking, I don't know, people are going to take that the wrong way. But like, when's the last time you did something in your community to fix some sort of problem or anything, bro? Like, I don't think a lot of people do that anymore. When I look back at old movies um, and like old like Americana, I guess, like, it was like a community, bro. Like, people wanted to help each other out. People went to church. I'm not saying people need to go to church, but, like, fuck, can't, like, sports be the new church, bro? Like, can't, like, motherfuckers play basketball and fucking softball and fucking flag football and shit and everybody fucking comes out with their fucking kid? And, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't have, like, I, I get it, bro. If not everybody's Christian, like, I get it. It used to be more Christian nation. It was more conservative back then. What fuck ever, bro? Like, if everybody could just find a new fucking church, a new fucking community center to hang out at, to meet each other, to know their neighbor. But, like, everyone's so pissed off all the time, bro. Everybody's fucking yelling at Jeff Bezos while they're ordering off fucking Amazon, bro. They got, they're watching the fucking Mandalorian and fucking, you know, every new goddamn show that comes out. I'm sorry to get so explicit. I'm cussing a lot in this episode, but, like... It's something I think about when I watch this shit. Like, all these people complain and they just fucking consume all this content. They consume all these fucking websites and and services and products. And then they get mad at the people at the top. But it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you could use their own shit against them, bro. Like, do you know, I used to, like, there used to be a guy that came into a pawn shop I worked at. He would, we had thousands, like thousands of DVDs. Like, I'm talking more DVDs than I've ever seen in my life. I'll probably ever see again in my life. He would come through with knee pads and scan every single movie, bro. And we knew what he was doing. He's doing what the people did at the comic book shit. He's just scanning them to see which ones sell. He's selling for a dollar a piece, but he's buying them in bulk. So he's buying them for like, you know, 30, 35 cents, 40 cents a piece. He's selling some of these for like 250. So he's making a good profit. He's there all day, bro. All day he's there, you know, scanning these and, and scanning that. He's using Amazon, I guess, against Jeff Bezos, right? Like, he's taking his time to go out here and find these DVDs, and then he's using what this guy made billions off of to make a living for himself just by putting them up there. And then, like, Amazon sells them for you, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's something like that, right? But, no, let's just get mad and fucking shit on anyone who tries to do anything ever, bro. And... I don't know. It makes me sad, bro. And I think that I'm guilty of it. I think a lot of us are guilty of it. I think everybody's got that, well, what about me? And I, I do that a lot. Like, what about me, bro? Like, nobody's helping me. Why should I go fucking help everybody else? I gotta help myself. You know, I gotta look out for me. And that sucks. And, like, this day and age, 
it it like almost it's almost like created like I feel like everyone in this day and age has some sort of that like in them even if you're really nice they fight it I feel like like you know just that what about me though you know everyone's clamoring everybody's fighting for themselves everybody's holding on everybody's afraid to fucking you know it's like it's like what they say like um when people are drowning you know they're afraid to help other people because if you go to lend out a helping hand that person might fucking push you down to keep themselves afloat so your good intentions to help them not drown they're gonna fucking drown you so they can stay afloat whether it's out of fear or panic whatever but it's like that's kind of what it feels like to be out in like america i guess today like it feels like everybody's drowning, but like very fucking seldom is anybody willing to fucking group up and try to survive. Everybody's fucking pushing each other down or fucking trying to push each other away so they don't get dragged down or fucking people like me afraid to fucking reach out because they've been pushed down so many times that they're like, fuck it, dude, I, I, don't, I really don't want to drown, you know? I really don't want to drown due to somebody else pushing me down. If I'm going to drown, I'd rather go out by myself. And that sucks, bro. It's a shitty it's a shitty way to live. But that's what I see, bro. I see a lot of what about me. And I fall victim to it too, bro. And I don't fucking do shit for my community, you know? I don't fucking do anything. I don't help out. I don't, you know? The most I do is, like, not fucking throw trash on the ground, you know what I mean? That's what it feels like sometimes. But at the end of the day, like I said, if when I look at it again, like from a different perspective, it's like, what am I supposed to do, bro? Like I was just working 20 hours a week. I've, since I quit my job at this pawn shop, which was my own choice to leave with no other job. I chose that for me. Uh, and I feel like regardless of all the money I lost, like I lost a lot of money doing that. I dipped into my savings. I spent way more money than I should have. And it wasn't smart to just leave, uh, without having another job lined up. But like, while I did that, bro, I feel like I gained a lot more confidence back. I think I learned for, like, the final time in my life, like, I'm fucking never gonna, no matter if it's a fucking mom and pop shop or a fucking corporation or even a DOD job, like, I'm not gonna lay down just because the money's good, just because the future's good, just because the retirement's good, like, fuck it, bro, like, that shit sucks, bro, like, it's cool to not wake up and feel like shit and, like, be mad that I have to go to work. Now it's just another job. It's just whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just here to make money and dip. But like these other ones, bro, they draw you in and they, it's like Stockholm syndrome. You think like you, you actually think like they give a shit about you or like you actually mean something or have some shit to the company, you know? And I guess that's like why I fucking get so hyped and animated when I do this. Cause like, this is mine now. Like this is my little business. I'm starting. But, yeah, man, we've covered a lot. I got kind of heated back there. Sorry about that, guys. I was just thinking about that, though, man. It's just like the Travis Scott thing. Like, I'm st- like I, I, don't, I wasn't as mad about that last week, but still, bro. It's just like these, like, these corporations, these celebrities, I, like, we deserve better, bro. They're, like, we need to start fucking putting better people in better positions, 100%. And I know it's funny and... It's cool to fucking put the island boys and fucking catch me outsides and fucking all these fucking dummies, you know? It's it's funny and it's... I don't know. I guess it is what it is. I just feel like when you see somebody like Mr. Beast get shit on on Twitter so hard, bro, it just really fucking... I don't know. It just really makes you fucking question. Like, what's the point? Like, uh... 
I don't know. I guess the point for me is to like maybe some younger kids hear this or maybe people my age and we all start to have like some sort of like kinetic mind where, you know, I don't know. Maybe we just pass on better values. Like I know it's cliche and you know that seems like how every fucking piece of history goes. Like each generation passes on their knowledge, but I don't know. To see it now where it's so like I'm kinda astounded to see where these kids are gonna go. Like these kids growing up with this technology, bro, it's crazy. Like, um uh, you can't tell if they're gonna be like indoctrinated from the rip and they're all just gonna be like little matrix matrix babies like <laughs> fucking believe in anything they see or if like they're gonna be some sort of like cyborg kids that like end up seeing through the algorithms and you know you got like little kids that could probably hack into the fucking pentagon right now and i know they were doing that before but i just feel like nowadays bro you're gonna start having these little kids figure shit out and like <laughs> like bro for me like having fun on the internet and messing around i think like this one time in high school these kids figured out if you brought a laptop to school and you went like through the Wi-Fi thing, you could end up like getting to like this like back door through like the login where it took you to like the main like Wi-Fi servers and they could just shut off like the internet to parts of the school, bro. And I'd have them shut it off on certain classes for me, man. Like that's what we were doing for fun when I was like a freshman and sophomore in high school. Imagine what they're going to start doing, bro. Like, kids are hacking pipelines and shit now. Like, you know, it's crazy, man. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but there you go. I kind of just spaced out at the end of that one. But. Yeah, guys. What is that? Like, 50 minutes? Jeez, man. I've been sitting in a weird position this whole time fucking back it's starting to hurt man sometimes i think i got a little bit of scoliosis i think i got a slight bend in my back i'll be sitting straight sometimes and yeah it just feels like something's off like consistently like it's just never straight so maybe i should look into that i don't know i heard chiropractors aren't even real doctors so now like i don't trust them fuck chiropractors chiropractors scared the shit out of me now bro if you're a chiropractor I'm no, you're never touching me. I'm not going to you. I found out you don't even have medical degrees. It's all fucking fugazi, bro. You just fucking out here breaking people's necks and backs and shit, dog. I'm good. I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I was thinking about the the weekly recommendation this week, and I was having a tough time, man. These th- there's always a lot of pressure on me for these for these weekly recommendations. And um, before I get to that, I just remembered. I know I just clickbaited real hard for the weekly recommendation. Don't worry, it's coming. I forgot because I just saw this written down. Um, if you haven't seen the Spider-Man trailer, holy shit, does that fucking movie look amazing, bro. If Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are not in this movie, I'm going to throw popcorn all over the floor and I'm going to walk out. <coughs> When the first Tom Holland Spider-Man came out, uh, Homecoming, I saw it two times in a row in Chicago by myself, and I went to see it a third time, and on the third time when I went home, I was driving, and I had like this out-of-body experience, and then I had an existential crisis for like six months, and it was like one of the worst points in my life, 
but I fucking love Spider-Man, and that trailer was amazing. I was playing Apex the other night with my buddy, and he was talking to me, bro. Literally just took my headset off, put it on the ground, and watched the trailer start to finish. And then I came back and told him, like, hey, man, sorry, I was watching the Spider-Man trailer. He went, you ignored me for that? I was like, yeah, dude, I'm a nerd, bro. I love that shit. But, yeah, bro, it looks so good. You got everybody in there, bro. It looks like you got Sandman. You got Reptile. You got Hobgoblin, I think. Then you got William Defoe. You got Green Goblin coming back. Doc Ock. And then uh, you got Electro. Not all blue and weird CGI looking this time. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a Sinister Six movie mixed with like some... Basically what I think is this is just going to take Tom Holland like into... Sony is going to steal him now. Like he's going to... Like now they're going to do everything where they can have all the Spider-Verses together. All... All for one and one for all. It's going to be amazing, right? As well as the Spider-Man trailer. If you're not excited for the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, I'm I'm a little upset at you because it looks amazing. I have high hopes for it. I'm going to put my money on it and say it's going to be good. I, I can't, I can't, I can't believe it's going to be bad. I really can't. I hope, for the love of God, we don't have to see his parents get shot for the fifth time. We get it. They're dead. He's an orphan. We got it. Everyone knows who Batman is, bro. It's 2021. If I have to see his fucking mom and dad get shot one more time, bro, I am going to lose it, bro. If they do that in this movie, I will fucking, I don't know. Somebody figure out what I'll do. I'll make a bet with somebody. If somebody can figure out a good enough bet on if they show his parents dying, let me know. Because, um, yeah, I, I can't handle it. If they do it again... I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my mind if they do it again. So, Spider-Man, Batman, look out for them. They're both coming out this year or maybe next year, 2022. They're going to be great, all right? It's going to be awesome. I haven't seen The Eternals. Um, I don't really know if, yeah. I'm not really too concerned with a lot of Marvel shit unless it's Spider-Man is, you know, at this point. Everything's all jacked up. So, yeah. But now, for what everybody wanted to hear, uh, I think. Uh, the weekly recommendation. <clears throat> the weekly recommendation uh, for this week. Last week we did music. I think the week before that we did um, a video game. I don't know what we did the week before that. But I know last week we did music. I don't want to double up on anything. So, <clears throat> this week. This one's a little bit out there. It's not something I think normally anybody would think that I would watch or something that I would recommend to somebody. But this is a movie, and this movie is quite long, and it's not like, I mean, it's got some action in it. It's not like a, it's not a fucking Avengers movie, alright? Um, it's a long movie, it's a good movie, it's more of a cinematic movie. Uh, it's called War Horse. If you've never seen War Horse, it's like four hours long. It is such a good movie, and it's all about a horse, and, uh, well, he's a war horse. So, there you go. I'm not going to spoil it a lot. Um, it's about a horse uh, in World War II, and um, the people that come in contact with the horse, and his journey, and other people's journey along um, in that time. Um, it's a really good story. Um, it's a really good movie, if you're into good movies. Symbolism, you know, cinematic shots, uh, foreshadowing callbacks, um, plot twists, all kinds of stuff, suspense, feel-good moments, 
uh, feel sad moments, uh, really depressed, sad, why did I watch this movie moments, and then, oh, this is kind of cool movie moment, you know, it's got all those kind of uh, moments in it, um, but like I said, it is a long movie, it's not like, it's not Saving Private Ryan, it's none of that shit, I think it's World War One actually, yeah, it's World War One. it's not World War Two. so keep that in mind, great movie, really long, um, watch it, let me know what you think, tell me it sucked, whatever, uh, I made this episode a little longer, I prepared, I talked a lot, I got a little heated, I didn't even mean to get that mad, looking back now, um, <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna sound when I'm looking back, I was a little spaced out in this one, but, um, yeah, bro, we covered a lot, I rambled a lot, um, and I think, uh, hopefully this makes up for the short and not very good episode last week, um, this is my least favorite part of the show, where I gotta plug and say a lot of stuff that, uh, I hear a lot of people say on the internet, it seems to work out for them, so if you like this show, uh, let me know, uh, follow me on Spotify, it's usually where I'm gonna be posting now, cause I think I ran out of time on SoundCloud, so I don't think I'm gonna be paying to make that premium, I think I'm usually, uh, just gonna start posting on YouTube and Spotify until I can figure out how to get on Apple Podcasts some other stuff like that, so follow me on Spotify and YouTube, um, if you have a question, comment, concern, complaint, uh, riddle, anything, uh, of that nature, hit me up on my Facebook or my Snapchat, if you know me personally, if you don't know me personally, and you're from Moscow, Russia, the newest player to the mystery downloads in my, uh, list of how did these people find my podcast, hit me up, uh, at my Gmail, just last week podcast at gmail.com. Or if you know me and you don't want me to know that you're asking me a question, tell me a story, a riddle, whatever, send, send it anonymous to that email. I'll read it. You know, I'll respond to it. It'll be a good time. If you like this, uh, you know, think you can, uh, like it on Spotify and YouTube. Um, if you think it was good and you think it was worth sharing, uh, send this to a friend. If you think it was interesting, uh, tell him to listen to it in traffic instead of, you know, uh, Travis Scott, because uh, he doesn't deserve your attention. <laughs> All right, guys, that was week seven. Um, I appreciate you listening. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.